Hello and welcome to Your Dream Gym, where today we're concluding Series 7 with friend of the collective and serial networker Neil Adebowali from Risk HQ. My name's Guy Griffiths. When I'm not talking about health seekers or helping clubs with their member retention, I like to chat to people about their dream gym. And by talking about their fitness or exercise background and their favourite workouts, it helps you to know them better, which helps with networking and making connections. Because your dream gym is a part of the collective, a network of fitness industry professionals whose purpose is to help the industry to share, collaborate and grow. So please look up the collective on the socials and don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and get involved by liking, subscribing and joining the conversation online with the hashtag YourDreamGym. I'll pop back at the end of the episode with a bit more news of what's coming next on the collective and on Your Dream Gym. Next, you'll hear a quick word from our supporting partner this week and then you'll be able to get straight into the Dream Gym of Neil Adebowali. This series of Your Dream Gym is supported by Explore Gym. Talking about and even building a dream gym is fun, but running a gym can be more of a nightmare. As a gym owner, you have to wear many hats, have headaches with membership payments, struggle to get the right data to make good business decisions, all while being held back by software that struggles to keep pace with your business. There is a solution, however. Explore Gym is a best-in-class gym management platform that provides everything you need to save time, engage your members, and grow your business. It's fast, responsive, and easy to use, so you and your team can be up and running in no time. Explore Gym is trusted by gyms big and small across the globe and offers all the benefits of working with a big business. Reliable, robust technology, continuous innovation, and support as you scale plus an experienced UK-based success team who are passionate about helping businesses like yours. But there's more. Sign up for Explore Gym before the 30th of December and get three months of gym management software free. Find out more and book your demo at exploregym.co.uk. Today on Your Dream Gym, I am pleased to be joined by Neil Adebowali, Managing Director of Risk HQ. Neil is the go-to guy for insurance in the leisure sector, having founded and grown several insurance businesses with great relationships, um, support, and advice. As well as his deep understanding of insurance and risk management, he's really into his fitness, and he can often be seen experiencing clients, clubs firsthand and getting put through his paces on all sorts of different workouts. Neil was also really into his travel, So I'm excited to hear the kind of why and the where, as well as the what, about your dream, Jim Neal. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Guy. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Yeah, no problem. Good to have you on. We've chatted about it a few times. And before we get into your dream, Jim, and all the kind of standard questions, Risk HQ is founded last year, formed in autumn, but you've already got, I think, according to LinkedIn, 40 operators on board and over 300 sites which is amazing growth. Clearly you've got a good contact book, but what's the secret and what's the kind of need? What's flicking people's switches in terms of insurance at the moment? Yeah, obviously I've been working hard getting out and get my face in the brand 
out to the industry. Lots of industry events attended last year to, to really get the message out there. I'd probably say the, the key thing, I just think the sector, the fitness sector has been a bit neglected by the uh, insurance sector, particularly a trend kind of happened since COVID and a lot of short insurers not being very keen on it. Some of the brokers are pulling back for that space. So there's definitely been an opportunity for me to go in there with my knowledge and my passion of the sector to, to work with clients more closely and just really feel, give them that feeling that they're supported properly with the sector and by someone that understands it. There's been some specific challenges that I've, I've needed to solve for operate around fitting in the insurance arrangements with their, with the way they operate and some of the things they want to do going forward. What, what Risk HQ is really about is removing those barriers that they have mm. so they can grow the business in the way they want to do and they can operate in the way they want to and achieve their goals. And I think some of our successes at the, the back end of last year have really encapsulated that the whole mission that we've got. Yeah. Yeah. And that, as you say, the, the advice and the support is what I see you giving people those events. And it's, yes, yeah. it's being a nice guy. Yes. It's having a good contact, but actually, as you say, it has been neglected and it, it was hard after lockdown. I remember you were really nasty the expert during lockdown um, yeah. when you were saying, yeah, it was tough times back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I know you obviously the fitness sector's been through challenging times in a, in a lot of ways. And I think the insurance sectors, one of, one of many areas that, that I guess hasn't helped the sector over, over that time. It's been my goal to just, I say, just boost the level of support and in the way that we can, in this small portion of all the considerations that an operator has to go through to successfully run their facilities, we just want to support as much as, as we can in that one area. Yeah, and, and really made a difference in, in that part to their business. Cool. And I'll put you on the spot. In terms of events, you said you were working hard at a lot of events last year. It's early 2024 as we're yeah. recording this. What are the key yeah. events on your calendar this year? Give us two or three yeah. of the main ones that you're looking forward to. Looking forward to, I think, Active Uprising being the first big event of the year. It would just be, it's always a nice one to see everyone back after Christmas, back in the new year. And, Absolutely. Um, that'd be a really good catch up. I have already booked in the sort of sponsorship for Elevate. Yep. Really looking forward to that because we, whilst I've been to all the events last year, perhaps had a, a lower presence. Mm. Um, Risk HQ were just there and getting the brand out. But yeah, sort of Elevate's going to be really big for us this year. I'm actually one of the, one of the other ones that really looking forward to is going to be the ActiveNet private sector. The first yes. time we run the event. Yeah. Again, signed up for that already. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that translates across into the private sector. Mm. I, th I think private operators that, that aren't yet signed up, I think would be a really good one to, you, you get some really great insights out of that event and it, it's perhaps a bit bit more intimate than some of the sort of big trade shows be a good one to go to that one nice a good blend there and just checking the dates for those and i'm sure we will have guests from those events and involvement with those events on your dream gym but yeah uk actives active uprising first of feb going yes. out in your diary in london active net private is on the 13th tuesday the 13th of feb the net itself 27th 28th of march and then elevate yeah that's a big one 12th 13th of june so find neil there 
and ask him all about his dream gym and his reasons for exercise. That's why we do this podcast. It's <laughs> helps people to network. And I'm sure at some of those events, people will be coming up to you and asking you all about the things we talked about today. So let's kick off then with a little bit of what activity or what exercise means to you. Yeah, I came from a very sporty family. Okay. Um, and, and exercise has just always been something that, that you do. So my mum worked within a health club. And okay. dad was, has always been a member of, of the health club. Yeah, yeah. So it was just that, that was normal to me. I grew up really being encouraged to play sport, every sport under the sun that we had access to that, that, that we could do. So I grew up playing badminton, tennis, football, basketball, you know, a whole range of different sports, mostly team sports, did a lot of athletics as well as a member of Reading Athletics Club okay, yeah. as well. So, so there's a whole range of different sports I was doing growing up. And uh, yeah, it was just something, it was my passion. It was something that I love mm. and, and always wanted to keep it part of my life. Nice. I don't remember, read, don't remember a time until I got a bit older, really, where I was thinking sport or exercise is something I need to do to keep fit. It was something that was enjoyable and just yeah. part, part of life almost. Yeah, so yeah, bit built into what you do. What, where was where was your? You say your mum worked in a health club. Yes, yeah, so, so my mum worked uh, worked at Pulse Eight, which was her part of the Nirvana. And, um, yeah, I know her well. Yeah, yeah, so she was working there. We I remember during holidays as well that we would go down. We would go down there. Probably, I'm just trying to think what age I'd been though nine, 10 years old, where back in the did my, my, my brother and my cousins were a bit older. So they were looking off to me in different times then you didn't have yeah. a nanny or whatever you would have now. And yeah, so we'd go down there because we needed to be near my, and we would play racquetball there. We couldn't use the gym facilities, but we could use everything else. So remember racquetball or squash. And that was before the tennis courts were built, I think, in the yeah. of was we'd have just played tennis all day. But yeah, so we got a chance to use the facilities there growing up. And I think it did put that mindset, put, give me that mindset of mm. going to a, to a gym environment as well. That turned out to be the first gym I ever joined as well. Okay. And despite the fact that they did know me, I did perhaps lie on my application when I joined. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no insurance far as there at all. The, mem the membership age was 16 and at 15, I wanted to join the gym and they were saying, you know, I was active and I was fit. I wanted to improve my strength. So yeah. I wanted to go into a gym and that was it. So at 15, mm -hmm. um, that was the first gym I joined there. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. So yeah. So Pulse, so for those of you who don't know, um, yeah, Nick. Neil and I probably, while we're recording this over Zoom and could be in different, on different continents, we're, we're actually a, a mile or two away from each other, but it just seems easier to record on Zoom sometimes. But yeah, Nirvana Spa and Pulsate Gym, as was, is they're now much more focused on the spa business, but it's a, yeah, a lovely health club in Wokingham area. So, yeah. So Pulsate, so you remember there and a, a, a little young, what is, and if, Sorry to go back into the insurance side of things, but I, I saw you recently helping someone out with their reducing the age of their gym membership. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something I, I, I feel quite passionate about from my own experience there as well. But yeah. uh, I think there, there are certain restrictions in insurance policies. That mean sure. That some are operators are, are running an over 16s only policy due to the insurance restrictions. Many do it because that's the age restrictions they want to have, which is fine. It's a personal choice. But yeah, I think for those that are wanting to explore uh, a junior membership that are told by their insurance they can't do because there's a restriction on the policy, then yeah, absolutely. There are other options. So we've done that a couple of times mm. recently. Yeah. So that example you're talking about, I've actually contacted by someone in the industry who happens to be a member at that gym as well. And they were directly impacted by the fact that the kids could no longer go yeah. to the gym. So he said, is there something I can do? He put me in touch with the gym owner. And yeah, within a couple of weeks, we had him sorted out with a new policy and yeah, so able to cover that. And he reinstated it so yeah, families could train again together. Yeah. Oh, which is it's really nice. Yeah, it's important, isn't it? And I think I can't, your, your kids are a bit younger, I think, aren't they? Yeah, not quite at that age. So we play sports together, but eight and 11, my eldest will be 11 in a couple of weeks. So the, yeah, so the 11 year old could be in the gym, in the leisure center in the next year or two. Yeah, potentially. I think the problem is she's got so many sporting activities okay. and fit in that it's probably not going to, yeah, it's probably not going to fit in at my gym. I go to at the moment, mm -hmm. not my dream gym, my, yeah, my, my, my regular gym is, is an over 16s gym. So yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be looking to move to fit in with her so we can train together. But yeah, I, I enjoy doing lots of activities with them and be basketball to me. Okay. We do together. Good yeah. family. Well, that, yeah, that leads nicely on into what, what is your, what does your average week look like? So you are working out at a gym, but I think like me, you're probably as active with the family as you are going to the gym. Is that right? Yeah, I think I have the basketball coaching as well. So I guess, and sometimes that is a workout. I join in with bits of it. So yeah, we have the kids doing a coach day under 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. But we have them doing things like wall sits and so on. When they start playing how difficult it is, I try and show them how easy it is as someone in their 40s that, yeah. that can do it longer than they can. But <laughs> try and. <laughs> Try yeah. So some sometimes get a bit of a workout from that. Yeah, I guess my typical sort of working out would be the the sort of gym, the strength training side, which is quite important to me. Mm -hmm. That will normally be three to four times a week. Okay, I'm I'm a regular early morning gym goer. I can't do the evenings anymore. I used to do that. My um, consistency was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I would just miss sessions. Something would come up during the day. You couldn't go. So yeah, it's get up at six o'clock and go to the gym. Nice. Yeah. Um, and get the day started. That's during the week predominantly. But I do find with your more standard commercial gym, it just doesn't cover all of your needs as a, from, in terms of working out and getting the right range of movement and everything else. Okay. I, I've re fairly recently got into Pilates, Pilates, reform of Pilates. Nice. Okay. And then I really enjoy that, enjoy that workout. I actually had, I've, just here, everyone knows how much I'm into it now. So I've got Christmas out for reform of Pilates sessions. Brilliant. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, but I also thought when I go into London and there's masses of choice over there as well, so it's, it's a good workout after a day in meetings and stuff. It's quite a good one just to get that bit of movement before you head back on the tube or something. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a big part of my routine now, probably has been for the last six, six months, eight months. And then I try and get, I, I, I don't like to run on a treadmill or even side. It's not really my thing. So my cardio is still team sports whilst I can do it. Football and basketball predominantly. And, and a bit in a racket sports or tennis or paddle as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, yeah no. where, are you doing your, where are you doing your paddle? That's all the rage. It's, it's a really it? good question. So, well, I, 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 I've been in Italy um, for the last couple of weeks. So, um, nice. I played, played four times or so I was over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's much easier. <laughs> Something like that. You'll know mm. in our area, guys, there's not a huge choice of paddle. They've no. just opened in Slough. A fantastic facility. Okay. Who'd have thought in Slough? Yeah. And it's, it's completely hidden and unknown. The, the paddle hub, I think it's called, but it is the Slough trading estate. But really, <laughs> you really have to go out of your way to find it. You won't just drive past there. Yeah, yeah. When you go in there, you think, wow, they've done a really fantastic job in there. Okay. It's like a, an industrial sort of warehouse building, but it looks great when you go in. So yeah, so I've been there as well, but okay. So it's more, yeah. If I had a paddle court locally, I'd probably be playing two or three times a week, mm-hmm. but I don't. So yeah, so we've got that and then we've got lucky enough to be by, by the university where they've got indoor courts as well. So you can play through the winter tennis, nice. tennis through the winter as well. So yeah, those are my, so to, let's say tennis, basketball, football, my sort of three main sports. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm still just about keeping going. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, 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 the football bit's easy enough because that's pretty much similar age range. I've got a, a nice group where yeah. we're all the similar age range. Basketball's an interesting one because it's a mixed group. You turn up, pay and play, and um, you can be playing with 18-year-olds that are there athleticism and their energy is just off the charts. And yeah, I used to do all that, but some time ago. Cut, you can keep them on their toes. They can keep you on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. No, it sounds, it's a really good mix, I think. And yeah, I've got a few mates who five a side in football and that, that team, you've got to be there. You're needed. You're required for those matches. It's important, isn't it? But then also to have an, a nice mix of, yeah, basketball, paddle or tennis or whatever else to be able to go and mix it up is good and three three or four times a week at the gym as well on on the more strength conditioning side of things yeah yeah my my, my gym work is pretty much all strength conditioning mm-hmm. but you've got a good you've getting pilates in there before your 50s which is excellent so <laughs> yeah yeah the flexibility up <laughs> i've come on to that on my of my gym concept but that is that's quite central in terms of the way i look at it. yeah how how we should think about workouts. Okay, cool. But really not waiting until our bodies no longer work <laughs> before yeah. we're doing something about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and in ter- I think in, in terms of the paddle, as a shout out to, I know Katie Lewis and Ray Elgar have been chatting to them a lot about paddle and where we can experience what we should be doing. There are some, I was looking at some courts up in Cheshire a couple of weeks ago that looked fantastic. 
on everybody's health and leisure site. But if there's one in Slough, we should, we should yeah. go and check that out at some point. Okay. Sounds, um, yeah, we've got some doubles there by the sounds of it, Guy. Yeah. Nice one. Guy and Ray. We've, sorry, with Katie. Rose, right. Yeah, Katie. Absolutely. So you, yeah, you've mentioned or you've alluded to it already. Let's get on a little bit to your dream gym then, Neil. What does it look like or sound like or, yeah, where is it as well? I'm interested to know. Pro- pro- probably not in Slough. It's, it's not in Slough. It's not in a specific place so much, Guy. It's more about being in a community, in the heart of a community. Mm, yeah. It's, it could be in any city or in any town. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I want it to be a, yeah, more of a, a hub for that community. Yeah. Or be more than just a, a gym on the high street. Sure. Okay. Cool. And the overriding concept we've touched upon it already. The overriding concept is really, I want a gym that you can I, I want it to be that you don't need to change gyms at different phases in your life. I want it to be able to cover the whole, your whole lifetime, really. It's your different needs and requirements. And also I mentioned in terms of the different sort of workouts and interests that I have, mm. I have one place that can cover that all and it's all there. Yeah. Nice. So it is covering a range of different needs. And it's not just focused on one very specific demographic, hmm. one very specific group or one very specific style of training. Yeah. Cool. So it's going for, you alluded to the fact that you joined the gym earlier than some or earlier than you should have, yeah. but yeah, it's taking people right from the, the start of that journey or possibly even that you know, as kids all the way through to keeping them mobile, keeping them strong, keeping them flexible. Yeah. Cool. So what kind of, you talk of it as a gym, but it sounds like more of a health club, um, or, but, a, or a, a community center. What's in there? What's, what does it, what do you see when you go in? Yeah, I, I think it, it's going to have this whole range of different in terms of equipment activities that are offered there. It's going to have that full range in terms of what you'd see in normal commercial gyms. So mm-hmm. we will still have all of your normal sort of CV and strength and training equipment, mm-hmm. a really great functional area as well, but we'll also have the reform of Pilates in and a great recovery area as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I just wanted to talk a bit more about the importance of the mobility recovery. I haven't landed on the right word for it actually, because I feel recovery is not the right word mm. because recovery is reactive. It's doing something after to, to make you feel better. And I'm saying, oh, I think it's really important. What we're talking about here is proactive, but I mm. think the term we, some operators maybe use the term mobility, which I think is probably right. It's about getting your body functioning, but mobility, the branding of it has the idea that's something you do when you're in an out, in a, a home for the elderly. Which is where I wanted to get across that this whole mobility piece is something that we should be doing from a young age and keeping it going. Your body's in that shape. And this is, it's something I've learned from my own fitness journey of getting to mid to late Mm thirties and having to really slow down on the sports side of 
of it. At one point, I couldn't play football at all, actually. And then I was discovered through better stretching, better recovery work. I was actually, I thought I needed an operation, but I didn't. I just needed to stretch more and move better. Yeah. <laughs> so I discovered that. And yeah, that's my eyes to the importance. I had to educate myself or I saw physios and I saw different mm -hmm. specialists, but it's not something that's actually talked about enough, I think, no. in the industry. And that it, it, it's also a reason why people in, in their thirties and forties sometimes start to see the decline in the, the, the fitness, in their fitness and their health, because they get to a stage where they've been playing sports to keep them fit. Mm -hmm. And once that drops off, what, what do they do? And they don't necessarily have the motivation to then go to the gym three, four times a week as a replacement for that. Mm. Um, and in many ways, I think we can, we can continue to, to play sports, all kinds of different sports and be active with the right preparation and the right work behind the scenes to be able mm. to enable us to do that. So I think even if, even if someone's not going to regularly go to the gym as the main element of their fitness regime they want to be outside running doing yeah. sports or whatever the gym still plays a role in enabling them to do that yeah absolutely i know when i was thinking about not not, not everyone oh, our older listeners will get this but i was thinking about blankety blank and if you were to use the word mobility i think most people would stick the word scooter after it yeah that's the moment, but, but you're right. As we age a little bit, maybe we stop playing as much sport. We play less sport and maybe we gain weight because of that, but it's not so much about calories in calories out. It's more just about moving around, which is mobility actually. So I think, I think you're right. Mobility is the key word. It's something Ollie Patrick talked about, um, on his dream gym back in series four and yeah, just general stretchiness keeping your muscles long all that kind of stuff is so important for us all yeah it, it absolutely is and i i've heard some really good concepts around recovery yep and some great solutions that are out there but they are largely reactive little referrals in when people have mm -hmm. back pain and things yeah. like that to say it's it's just about it's just about doing it as part of a healthy lifestyle so you don't, so you don't have pain and you are moving freely and well. Yeah. Um, but re yeah. A recovery zone is some amazing massage beds, water beds, or theraguns are amazing. And so are EMS suits and all this kind of stuff is seen as recovery. But I think you're right. It's not, that's reactive. That's like de detox after the event. What we're talking about is more of a pretox, right? Yeah. And, and I think the, the other thing around this, which will come into my concept is mm -hmm. like you say, that kind of recovery station with your Sarah guns and, and everything else, bone yeah. rollers, everything's there, but do people know how to use it and are they encouraged to use it? Yeah. That's, that's the other questions within, within my dream gym, there's going to be a lot of assistance from experts in these different areas. It's nice. Yeah. And I want that to be, um, a more holistic concept that's available to members there that mm. they can access that. You don't have to 
you don't have, you sometimes think you necessarily have, you have to pay to go and see a physio because you've got this particular pain, but sometimes it's just about moving, stretching better and so on. So having access to, um, people to, to assist with that, because mm. uh, you might want, you just need perhaps assisted stretching, yep. but you don't want to go and pay and have a set of, there are obviously BT concepts now that do that as well, but you yep. don't want to, you don't want to pay to have a full session. The stretching, you just need a bit of help to get you going and a bit of guidance in that area. So I want that, I say, to have that all under that, that one roof where you can go to get these different requirements for a okay, yeah. healthy lifestyle. That, yeah. that, what, that what, what are those? I've, I have seen those boutiques up in London, assisted stretching. I don't know what's yeah. the. Yeah, there's a stretch lab. Stretch um, lab, that's it, yeah. Stretch lab. And I'm definitely going to go and have a look at it at some point, but I haven't yeah. been yet. I did look in there. I was thinking, should I just, cause it's good value if you buy them in bulk, these things, isn't it? But you need to buy 20 sessions. And if you don't live nearby 20 sessions of assisted stretching, the price comes right down. But yeah, it's one of those things I probably should go and have a go at that uh, at some point. There's a mini in your dream gym. There's, a, there's almost a mini experience of that, which listen, it could build up to, do you want to buy 20 sessions of it? But. But the initial concept is that, that you've got some experts there who are offering this advice and just helping the members out with not even necessarily yeah. assisted stretching, just <clears throat> advice and some education. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing is to, to lead people onto that journey. That's what you want. And then people can get into more in depth, but it's just creating that awareness, right. uh, that, that important part of their wellness journey then yeah perfect okay cool. great great so yes reform pilates and there's a big focus on mobility but not in the traditional yeah scooter yeah. for mobility but but in helping people with their with truly with their mobility yeah absolutely and, and i think that whole theme of assisting people on that fitness journeys is one of the key things that I want to get across from my whole gym concept. So the mobility of one part, we'll come back to that guy at some point. Okay, sure. If you, no, we'll come back to mobility in the future because we need to think of the right, the right branding for the, okay. Uh, yeah. Industry. That's cool. But, but mobility is just one area in there. Mm -hmm. And I think there, there's an areas where I see, which, um, it, it's almost picking the best from what some of the boutiques do. Okay. So, yeah. Some of the commercial gyms have, but necessarily have the facilities, but don't implement it well enough. Okay. It is taking some of those elements and putting it all under one roof, really. Okay. I think something that I found visiting a lot of boutique gyms last year, I found the, the small group B PT sessions, but mm -hmm. exceptionally well. And it's the focus, most commercial gyms have their PT offering, they have their group X classes and, and most of them don't focus on small group PT, but there, I think there's a real strong argument behind why small group PT is really effective. Because if you think you've got on the one hand training on your own with no assistance, no guidance, yeah, which is, can be for, for people that that aren't in the, the, the right space with the right level of experience or the, the right motivation can be really difficult because to, 
one, to know what you're doing, but also mm-hmm. to, to, to push yourself each time is challenging. So you've got that, you've got the, the personal training sessions, which obviously that's the most interaction in terms of one-to-one with the yep. trainer, but I think you're missing that socializing community aspect that you get from group X. Mm. But in a group X class, you don't have the level of interaction and personalization from the trainer. Yeah. And that's why I think the small group PT sessions, which might mm. be between four and six people, eight at most, yeah, are really effective because in mm. that time, resting and so on, you get the interaction with the personal trainer, you're getting almost the same one-to-one time that you would have with a personal training because the personal training sessions I see taking place, and I see this when I train every morning as well. There's a lot of filler in there about what you did, what you had for dinner last night and what yeah. you're watching on Netflix. So maybe the dinner bit's relevant, but the, the Netflix bit is probably less. Yeah. <laughs> so they're effectively filling the time. I think with, um, with the right teams that are really effective at doing the small group PT, um, you can get a great impact, mm-hmm. um, a lot of personalization of the service and helping to push you, but the collective experience that you get from working out with people. It is maybe me personally as someone that's always done team sport and, yes. and, and so on. I get far more motivated and far more push being in that environment. Yeah. I've got a picture in my head of the kind of quadrants of training on your own, training on your own one-to-one with a PT and yeah. then top left, you've got classes. Yeah, no PT, but yeah, that sweet spot of it's not one to one, but it's also not one to many. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, drop out but the Netflix I... chat, maybe a bit of, but yeah, you're really focusing in, and there is still a small group, so you're getting the motivation and accountability from other people being there, but it can be very personalised. Absolutely, yeah, and I, I just really want, and that's why this we've got a great functional area mm-hmm. to enable all of that because again yeah. it's fine having a a functional area in the gym but one of those areas that without the right training it never gets utilized properly yeah um, people don't know how to use the kit properly or they look at it and are intimidated and leave it and never touch it so that's why you need that element and yeah obviously a good functional area really lends itself to uh, to the small group pt nice okay that's cool. awesome. So that says the Pilates and, and general recovery stroke mobility area, there's, there's the, that, that whole functional area for the small group PT. What else is going on in your dream gym now? So we've got your, your group X classes as well. Yep. So we are going to have a couple of studios. Mm-hmm. I think one of, one of my frustrations with with group X, usually at a commercial gym is like the programming, which I know they probably tear their hair out, hair out putting it together. Every member has different requirements, but yeah. the, the programming, the timings of it, okay, I want to attend the spin class, but it's, um, it's at the wrong time for me, et cetera, et cetera. So a cu- couple of studios where we can run, um, really, uh, great, great engaging classes to, mm-hmm. to, to really fit in with the yep. members needs there. 
So I, I visited Studio Society. I don't know if you saw that one, Guy, or if you've ever been there, but I, I saw you had, I haven't, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really inspired by what they've done there in terms of the immersive experience. And I know there are other immersive experiences as well, mm. but it's one that really picks up on all the senses and you've got the, the video, the, the, the sound, the, nice. the smells even as well. It's, it's incredible. So yeah, you can be training in a studio, but have that fully immersive experience. Like you're somewhere else. You can be on a beach, you can be in a, in a forest or nice. Or whatever. Absolutely amazing. And it, yeah, it just creates, yeah, really engaging, immersive experience. It sets the backdrop. You still need a great instructor to, to deliver it, but it, I want to have something that, that has a bit of a wow factor in the studio experience as well. Well, cool. okay. So a couple of studios, what else? I, I think actually, I'd probably like to talk more around the culture rather than the equipment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's, that's important for me before I'm yeah. too much because the equipment's, yeah, we're, we're saying we're going to have lots of the elements you'd have in a normal commercial gym. Yeah, yeah. Fair Functional, sure. dynamic, parties, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. But for me, what I want to create is that sense of the, the right culture, which is a kind of nurturing, welcoming environment. Yeah. Because I, I've been going and always wanted to go to a gym, but I, I speak to so many people say the gym is just not the right environment for me. And I want this to be a, a gym where people want to go to, want to train and people that say they don't like the gym. <laughs> are, they can be convinced otherwise, both by, by the approach in terms of the way we're building community and building an environment that's a lot more welcoming. Yeah, nice. I saw something the other day, which is really nice, was uh, a note about um, that a gym had sent round to members for, for the beginning of January, actually. Uh -huh. um, and it was along the lines of there's going to be lots of new faces in the gym. Remember that you first went into a gym once having for your first time and it mm -hmm. can be an intimidating experience. So it was encouraging members to be welcoming to the new members that are there as well, yeah. which I thought was a great way of yeah, fostering that kind of welcoming environment because yeah. it, it is about the staff. It is about the person that's there at the front door, welcoming you and greeting you and making you feel welcome. But it's also about, it's probably more about the other members there that actually create that feeling, that sense of being welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. In other words, you might have you up for some equipment in January, but the people that are here queuing up for the equipment, you, you were that person last year or two yeah. years ago or whatever. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, really, I, I saw the same post. I can't remember who it was from now, but yeah, that, that big, big part of the culture is the existing members, right? Yeah, exactly. The existing members. And, and then off the back of that, trying to foster that sense of community amongst them as well. Yeah. I've been to a really good boutique gym. Again, small, focused on small group PT. So it's obviously, it's easier to do it in that setting mm. um, where you work out with people, but the beer is free after you work out. So yep. you have a workout and you get, you probably know who I'm one of the lines I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You work out and 
theory afterwards, which I think is great. And like some people use it, some people don't, but it's a lovely idea to have let's we we've worked out with a couple of people, we're gonna have a a beer yeah. afterwards. Fantastic. That 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 kind of thing doesn't necessarily have to be that, but it's those type of little touches that mm. encourage people to interact with each other, talk to one another and so on. And I think by having the small group PT concept as well, mm. it just does create those relationships autom automatically. My, yes. my experience of working out a couple of these is having never gone, never having met these people in my life after an hour, just an hour of working out, the relationship is completely transformed. You're talking to these people like you've known them for some time, completely relaxed and yeah. acting and talking about each other, talk, talk, talking with each other like your best friends. It's, I think the power of exercise in the, as a sort of an icebreaker creating those relationships in a community is so powerful. So I want to work on that and build that within this gym environment. Nice. Yeah. It doesn't just, yeah. I think afterwards it doesn't have to be a bear. It just has to be the opportunity to, um, wind down. Let's not go back to recovery zone discussions, but yeah, maybe the PT who ran the small group PT session is getting everyone a smoothie or a beer yeah. afterwards. But it's just, it's a fist bump and a high five and a, yeah, a bit of a chat. Like you are old mates, because even though you didn't know each other an hour before, you've just been put through yeah. paces and you've all got quite a lot in common. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you find that out. It's a great way to, to get people together. But the other sort of ideas I've got around that sort of fostering that community sense is to try and have work up with some different inclusive events that working. So I'm, I'm talking about working towards external events that could be you sort of high rocks type thing uh -huh. um, as an example, but actually looking at a wider range of different events that include more people because I think high rocks is great, yep. but high rocks is hard work and it's something you need to train a lot for. Mm. So there are other events that might be, um, more inclusive of the whole membership as well. Okay. So, I think that's a really important thing is that within the gym, the trainers are going to promote that aspect of it and mm -hmm. make sure that everyone's aware of the different things that you can be involved in and working yeah. towards. Yeah, and I think no. that just gives, yeah, gives people that don't necessarily have a specific motivation for going to the gym, mm -hmm. just that, that target to, to work towards. Cause sometimes it's fine. Some people want have a specific weight loss target or fitness target that they're mm. going towards. I think it's fine if you don't, but you're working towards, which could be, I want to just perform better in this event or be more able to, to run a football pitch or whatever it is, but yeah. it's that kind of thing. For those, I guess those inclusive events, I'm absolutely with you on that. Yeah. High rocks is great and it's going great guns and there's loads of people who love it, but it really is preaching to the converted, isn't it? Yeah, um, whereas a sports day or 5k run, walk or whatever else is something that is a lot more inclusive that can get everyone yeah. involved and they don't necessarily have to join the gym, but they can come and be part of the community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great way to send people, bring their friends along. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you get the community involved and engaged as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. 
And is there, I, I'm, I'm thinking also about that, back back to the beer, not that it's all about spirit for me, from a culture point of view, is there somewhere like that, you've got a cafe or what What else would you have in your dream? Yeah, because I think you need to have the, the space um, yeah. to be able to do it. Luckily, this is your dream, Jim, so it, yeah. No, no, but, 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 yeah. The, the whole financial viability of it, so does it? No. We're, no, we're going to have a space where members can come together for that exact reason. So it, it might be, it's not about having a, yeah, net, like a bar area where people are going to stay for ages, but the offering of uh, being able to have a drink and, and stay around for a bit and socialize is great. What, I, what I've also picked up on from my travels, though, is actually being able to have really healthy but good quality, tasty food options on okay. site is it is complete game changer where you've got that available. So I think I did do a mention of a particular facility I really like in Manchester that does okay. it, where I've done the reformer Pilates up there in Manchester. Then you've got the, the um, health lab and the green lab. Yep. Two adjacent businesses, but I think it's adjoining. Yes. Um, and you do your Pilates there, but you go up and there's a great, it's like, you can go in there and just sit, not be at all interested in the fitness element and just sit in the coffee, mm-hmm. but you could also go in there and after your workout and there's some great healthy food options, but really tasty. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I'd, I'd love to have that available because the nutritional side of the healthy lifestyle is is so much easier when it's convenient. If you work out and then you have to travel 15 minutes to get something that's a healthy option after you've worked out, it then becomes a, a bit more of a challenge because in the meantime, you've walked past 10 fast food places on your, on your way to get your healthy food option. Yeah, no. some people might might uh, give in by the time they've got there. Absolutely, but also I think uh, the the focus there as well, which a lot of people say, oh, something healthy, but it also needs to be tasty. Yeah, um, yeah it, absolutely. It, but it, it, I, I see that as very parallel to the inclusive events and challenges that you've got going on, because ultimately, if healthy food is tasty as well more people are going to want to eat it rather than just going, yeah, this is healthy. I'm looking forward to actually having a burger tomorrow. Yeah. If it's tasty in the first place, more people will go for it. Yeah. I, I, I would just caveat as well what I'm saying here slightly by, I do think balance is really important. Healthy food, working out, it's all great. But, but it's, it's not to make members think they need to beat themselves up if they do want a burger or they do want beer. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So... It, it, it's creating that health, healthy mindset around balance, good balance in life. Yes. And just making good choices more often than not. Yes, absolutely. Really. It's not yeah. making good choices all the time. No, it's not. It's, yeah. Neil is very fit and healthy, but he's not a complete devotee. As you'll see, if you do bump into him at an event, uh, <laughs> one, one, one of the fitness industry events this year, happy to have a beer and a burger as well. I can vouch for that. Wicked. Is there anything we should, we need to go on to some quick fire questions in a minute. Is there anything else that we've not got in your dream, Jim? Anything else we've messed off? We need to include. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'd love to have 
And this is a bit of an extension of where the recovery side and so on. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to have the other areas, the, the experts on site, whether they're actually part of the gym or whether it's access to those, but the experts around more holistic fitness and with yeah. physio and everything else. So I do think that element's important to have access to that, how that links into the whole concept is not sent that part is not central to it like the other parts because it's all really about um let's say can't get people onto that fitness journey and it's about making people aware of aware of what the options are what the considerations are mm. and signposting them in a, in a lot of ways to some of the other areas of help that they might need to get if they want to improve different aspects of their their health and their wellness yeah, so it's the first, it's, yeah, it, it really speaks to me in terms of health seeking and stuff like that, but it's getting people on a rung of the ladder and, and yeah, maybe not jumping straight into reforma palates, but understanding that if they stretch more, they are less tired and can. Reforma palates, guys, very, very accessible for beginners as well. Oh, I, sh sure. But I'm just saying that actually just yeah. d doing a couple of stretches and touching your toes, that kind of thing, will get people on that journey. Yeah. So r rather than looking at the equipment and going, oh. Yeah, it could, it could be intimidated. And that, I guess that's a theme throughout the whole thing is a lot of the whole gym environment can be intimidating mm -hmm. without the right support. It's about yes. what, you know, people are absolutely essential to the sector. Uh, and the way a, a, a good gym operates, mm. um, and it's about having those people around to to help and and, and to be to make the, those bits that people aren't familiar with less intimidating. Really, yes, it, it, it's all about that, and that, that's why we want to have this whole element of having um, part of this advice, the initial advice included, because where there's a, a high price point, it just creates that barrier to people yeah. accessing the advice that they need. Yeah get them going. So I think it's really important that, that we have that access to great people mm -hmm. within our facility. Cool. And have you got, I, I know you were thinking about it before, or has this chat helped you come up with a name for your dream gym yet? No, we haven't. Cause I, I think the main problem guys is trademark infringement. I'll probably say, because it, the, the whole thing is about like lifelong fitness fitness throughout the entire lifespan. So yeah, so the obvious name would be something like life fitness, but I think someone's come up with that already. <laughs> when I always, I do always say that we don't need to worry too much about trademarking. If they come and sue us off the name of the part of a podcast, but uh, in life, I actually wrote down lifelong earlier. Yeah. And when we were talking yeah. about, I, I did tie along toy around with that lifelong. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't um, roll off the tongue that easily, but it's, no. um, it sums up the concept. Yeah. But it's, so, so yeah, this, it, it's something like life fitness for life, lifelong yeah. fitness. But as you say, yes, there might be some equipment manufacturers out there that come after us for that. Um, <laughs> if they do, that would be fine. Maybe they'll help support the next series. Who would be in terms of a quick couple of quick five questions, what's, who would be your workout? Who would be your two workout buddies that you'd want to do a workout or take to your dream gym with you? Either friends or famous people, dead or alive. Oh, gosh. But I worked out with Russell Kavanagh, actually. Russell. 
No, Ru- Russell Cavalier, he runs a health and safety. Uh, okay. advisory business. So, yeah. And then for- formerly leisure operator, actually, Russell. So we're speaking about a collaboration in the health and fitness space at the moment, health and safety space for gyms at the moment. Okay. Um, I worked out with him at gym box earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't know prior to arranging that is he, because he's in his fifties, I don't think you'll mind me saying that. Yeah. But he does Ironmans. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be yeah, fairly easy work out. So I'll have him because he's definitely going to push me. Okay. Really cool. hard. And we had different workout styles. So it was good to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Workout with him. So that'll be one. Gosh, another, oh yeah, I'm trying to think of someone that's not, not in the industry. So I'm not, not going to upset him. I do have someone actually, which is Denise Lewis, actually. Oh yeah. Still very active. Oh yeah. And I follow her on social media. She's mm. still an incredible athlete. Yeah. I would really like to do a work with her as well. At some okay. Point. Excellent. Yeah. Denise Lewis and Russell Cavada. And maybe <laughs> there are also. Maybe there's also a shout to, you know, future episodes. Maybe you can get me an intro to Russell. Maybe you can get me an intro to Denise as well. Maybe series 10 will get some. All the, the one, the intro to Russell shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Well, we'll work on Denise Lewis. If you're listening or if someone <laughs> is listening that knows her, then uh, yeah, let's get her either for a workout with Neil or, or on the podcast for future. Neil, it's been great hearing all about your dream gym. We're not exactly sure about the name, but some, something around the lifelong um, fitness area with, yes, there's the kit, there's the reform of Pilates and recovery and mobility. Small group BT is a big factor, but the main thing you've drilled down on is that kind of culture and the people, not just the staff, but the the members themselves as well. So sounds like a great club. I look forward to visiting. Yeah. Listen, thanks again for your time. People want to connect with you, reach out, have a conversation. What's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so I'm very active on LinkedIn through, through LinkedIn, yeah. or they can visit the website, which new website will be launching in February, but the old one, www.riskhq.co.uk. Nice. Yeah, feel free to, to contact us through yeah. there as well. So yeah, as you say, you're yeah, very, very active on LinkedIn. So find, find Neil Adabawali on LinkedIn, RiskHQ, or hook up with Neil face-to-face at Active Uprising or Elevate or at Active Net. Neil, thanks again for your time. I look forward to seeing you very soon. Cheers, Guy. My pleasure. Hey, it's Guy back again with some thank yous and details of what's next on The Collective. Firstly, a big thanks to you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Neil for giving us his time and telling us all about his dream gym. Fascinating to get his ideas on on mobility um, and reformer Pilates. And just, yeah, that that whole small group PT um, environment in his functional training area was really important and really inclusive, I think. So a great uh, dream gym, as always. Thanks also to Explore Gym for supporting this episode. Please do check out their best-in-class gym management platform. Even if you're not thinking of changing, just have a look to see what is available and what's possible. Um, In terms of what's next for your dream gym and for the collective, 
We do have some Ask the Expert sessions coming back on the collective. Um, I'm launching those initially with Julie Allen, talking about onboarding, talking about absentees and talking about levers. Those are going to be short, sharp, 10, 15 minute live sessions. You can watch them on YouTube, on LinkedIn and on Facebook every Tuesday at noon. So look out for those. We're hoping really to get that Ask the Expert series relaunched and to get people sharing, collaborating and growing all the stuff we like doing on the collective. In terms of your dream gym, we're going to take a break for a couple of weeks, but uh, we do have um, our sponsor or supporter confirmed for Series 8. I'm really glad to say that Les Mills are getting involved with your dream gym for Series 8, so we're going to hear from uh, one, maybe two uh, people from Les Mills, um, but we also have some amazing other guests lined up. I'm not going to give any spoilers now. Um, but you will be able to get your Dream Gym Series 8 back in your ears from the end of January. Um, in the unlikely event that you're missing my dulcet tones in the meantime, then um, I don't think I'm supposed to announce it yet, but keep your ears out on the Love Your Career podcast um, if you're really going to miss me. I don't think anyone would. Um, I hope you enjoy a break for a few weeks um, from your Dream Gym. But yeah, we will be back with Series 8 headline sponsor, Les Mills. Um, so yeah, look forward to getting back into your ears on the 30th of January and also I look forward to seeing lots of you um, catching up and talking about Dream Gyms at the UK Active Active Uprising event on the 1st of February that we mentioned earlier in this episode. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.